0: Now, from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15, Hummels Wharf, online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, Kia, Hyundai, great new inventory. Best in pre owned inventory, so if the budget says you need to go in that direction, it all comes with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. And now, a very special play by play call of the day.
1: Iganala for the lead. Yes! Oh, yes! And be there to say
2: absolutely no.
1: Sixes don't call the timeout. Here's Ilya Sova. Here's McConnell. Can he get it off? Yes! Sixers win it! It is Butler for the win. Yes! Butler buries the three. feel in trouble. Can the Sixers come up with it? They do. Here's Simmons. Here's Harris. Curry for three. Yes! Wow. The steal by Anderson! Posting in. He wins wow.
2: it.
3: He won the game! He won the game!
0: You can listen to that all day. What a voice. What an announcer. What a pro. With that, we bring in Mark Zumoff. Mark, welcome. Great to have you with us. Thank you so much. You haven't done a lot of these, and we appreciate the fact that you uh, decided to join us.
2: Steve Jones, anything for you and your producer, Matt Catrillo.
0: Well, appreciate it very much. Um, how long, you know, obviously one of the questions is going to be, you, you, you make the decision to retire, but it's not one of those, hey, the season's over, I'm retiring. When did you really start contemplating that, you know what? I think uh, this is the time to step step away. When did that start to ruminate in the mind?
2: It's a good question, and I would say this. As I went through my career and There's no exact date or exact time, but I began to think as I went along, you know, it would be nice to step away before people thought I should step away to be able to leave when I could still do it, when people thought that I uh, had some viability and some ability and not when I had passed that point and maybe started to misidentify players or misspeak or make mistakes, or not look so good on the air, or anything like that, Um, and I had my, I signed my last contract three years ago, and that's when I think that the wind speed kind of picked up, and um, I would say two years ago, I pretty much made up my mind, and then, um, you know, it, it really took the last year to do all the planning, to speak with my bosses at NBC and the Sixers and all that sort of thing. And, and I will say this, there are certainly some things I'm going to miss. Um, live performing, and you know all that too well, being one of them, there's nothing like it. And of course, all the people that I worked with and the fact that I had achieved a dream. But I think that, as I said in my essay that was published online, I'm, I'm clearly well into the fourth, fourth quarter of my life. <laughs> And frankly, I want to be able to do some other things that are not necessarily related to sports or broadcasting. So I'm pretty comfortable with it, but I will say this, and I know you live a similar life doing football and basketball, that when the leaves start to turn and the weather starts to chill, I might have a few pangs, but all in all, I'm very comfortable with the decision.
0: Yeah, um, it's interesting because everybody has their own way of getting to this point. Uh, I'll give you one. Myron Cope. Joe Gordon was the publicity director for the Steelers, and he had a private agreement with Joe Gordon, who was the publicity director. He said, look, if I start to sound as if I shouldn't be there, tell me and I'll quit. One day after a season, Joe Gordon went to Myron's house, and he said, you know what, it's time. And Myron said, okay, you retired the next day. Uh, because he knew he had a trusted, independent voice. Did you ever have a trusted, independent voice that would talk to you about such things, or was it something you had to really trust your own gut with?
2: Yes and yes. So I would say my producer, J.R. Aquila, my boss, uh, the vice president of live events at NBC Sports Philly, Sean Alexiak. I knew that they would tell me the truth, and it was like half-kidding, half-serious, Please tell me when I start to slip. I'd like to think that I hadn't gotten to that point yet, but those uh, two guys and, of course, uh, my wife, who, as you know, wives can be painfully objective sometimes, but you need to hear that. <laughs> yes. I would say that all three of them were uh, people who I'd said that to, but I don't, I'd like to think that I did not get to that point, that uh, I retired where I still had something left to give. And um, I, I'll, t- I'll tell you what I, I don't know what your personal plan is, but I think for me um, it, it was the right decision. Look, look at Marv Albert. Um, you yeah. know, he went until he was eighty. So um, uh, my only fear is that if I go to eighty, you know, what will I be able to do in terms of travel and other things where I'll still have the energy and I'll still have the physical ability and mental capacity to do it so I, I'm not going to second guess Marv Long uh, what, a, what a tremendous career the greatest announcer in the history of my sport but his game plan was not for me and my game plan may or may not be for you
0: Right. You know, it's, it's everybody has to have their own plan as to when they're comfortable I just admire the fact that you're, you're comfortable doing this because I can assure you pro to pro there's a lot more left in the tank I thought you had a great season So, well, yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: you're kind. And I I don't know what Penn State sports, quite frankly, would be without you. So, um, you know, at some point, yes, Father Time catches up with all of us. But if you're of the mind, Steve, and you certainly sound awesome because I tune in a great deal, keep on keeping on.
0: What was it like when you had to tell Allah about this?
2: that's a really good question so Allah lives in North Jersey and I just thought it important to go to his house and be face to face with him and there was a there was a blank stare for you know maybe three or four seconds because Allah's not one who's uh, uh, you know gets blown away by by, by news he's seen a lot in his time and, um, and there but there was that blank stare for just a few seconds and then you know, conversation sort of continued and then there was a lot of it you know I'm really going to miss you and um, I would say the same thing to him we had a, a what I would like to think is a tremendous vibe and as you know when, when you're on the air with someone who you genuinely like and they like you and there's a good feel and it, it almost feels like just a couple of guys watching a game and you're just taking care of the nuts and bolts to make sure you get the receiver and the tackler right uh, it, it's a great feeling so um as I said earlier, um, there are people that I'm going to miss, and, and he is certainly going to be one of them for sure.
0: Yeah, and I understand where you're coming from because I have that with both Jack Hamm and Dick Girardi. So I know exactly what you're talking about. There you go. There you go. When, when someone makes a Hall of Fame speech, you normally don't hear the announcer of the team singled out. Alan Iverson did that and specifically talked about you because you were the soundtrack of his career. What did that moment mean to you?
2: I was actually there in the audience and it blew me away, to be quite honest with you, because I knew that Alan was the type of guy to thank a lot of people, and believe me, <laughs> he, he went way over his allocated amount of time, <laughs> so um, maybe I shouldn't be too surprised that I I was thrown into that mix, but you're right. It's not something that happens all the time, if ever. And all I could say to Alan when I finally saw him to be able to thank him was, I need to thank you because you gave me great material. I mean, think about it. Just the uniqueness of who he was as a person, as a player, uh, as an icon, as a guy who really kind of defined his own era where athletics and, and entertainment came together he, um, he, was, he was awesome. So my gratitude to him as well as any gratitude he felt he had for me because uh, he was a spectacular player, to say the least.
0: What did it mean to you to go through the process and to see the Sixers come out of the process as a major contender?
2: I have to say that I see both sides of the process. On the one hand, there is the, we'll call it, moral responsibility, I don't know if that's the right word, to try to win. It was clear that San Hinky had a longer-term goal in mind and was willing to accept losses for a particular period of time. When I think about the process, I think about a quote that someone once gave me who said that San Hinky whether or not you agree with what he was doing was um, lawyering up the situation, meaning that attorneys will oftentimes, on behalf of their clients, do whatever is necessary in order to defend their client or make their client's case. So, in this case, he did what he did because he could. Whether or not it involved winning was a side issue. So, The fact that they were successful, well, you know, people will debate whether or not it is a success. Some have already proclaimed it a failure based on what happened in this year's playoffs. But I have always been a proponent of building through the draft because then if you know what you're doing in that regard, you get young players who are good and then they can be good for a long time together. So, um, and I'm a Sixers fan. I'm glad they're winning. I'm not happy with the way that they unceremoniously left the playoffs once again. But uh, I still think the process is very much alive. Certainly, um, if you still haven't beaten Simmons on the team, it's very much alive.
0: All right. Uh, This is something you haven't had to do since early March of 2020. But the NBA brings with it a lot of travel. People think I travel a lot. Uh, How much I travel is a fraction of what you've had to travel. Was travel enjoyable to you, or in the end, did the travel and the number of trips you had to make get to you?
2: Yes and yes. It was enjoyable, but there were times where it became arduous, and I'll be honest with you, while I did miss my wife and my family and my own bed, i would slap myself and say come on you're the voice of an nba team you've achieved your dream you travel on a charter you stay at five-star hotels your travel arrangements are fixed up for you there's nothing you really have to do in that regard so it was a double-edged sword it's a a great question and i will say I, i i value the fact that i could go around the league that i could interact with my colleagues that there was always and and you'll understand this steve there's there's faces that you see every year when you go to michigan or or whatever the venue yeah. happens to be uh, there were there were even if it was to, you know a a security guard or or the, or you know some someone who greeted you at the press gate. Mm-hmm. it was yep. always there was there were always these people who you saw all the time and they were almost like friends of yours. So uh, that part I loved. And, of course, you know, when you had a day off, you got a chance to do some sightseeing or whatever. But it started to get old, certainly towards the end. And, um, quite frankly, that was one of the the silver linings of the pandemic was the fact that uh, we did the road games remotely. I did the games off a monitor. And instead of going from Portland to Phoenix in the middle of the night, uh, you know, I was home in bed.
0: So, obviously, now... You're in this spot. So can you give some hints as to one or two things you'd at least initially like to do where you get more out of your life?
2: I think the first thing I'm, I'm, I'm obligated to do is return a lot of emails, voicemails, texts, tweets. I just, and I have to tell you, I'm I, at the risk of blowing my own horn. I, I, I had been awestruck by the kind of reaction that's been out there. And I think a lot of it just had to do with the fact that, you know, I'm a kid from Northeast Philly. I've always tried to stay grounded and just do my job to the best of my ability. And when I felt my ego bubbling up because I would hear some praise from somewhere, I would try to deflect it. And then when it came time to retire, my confidants would say to me, wait, do you see what happens? And I kind of refused to believe it. So um, I, I, that's what I have to do. I have to answer a lot of those questions. Um, Comments and calls from people. And then um, I have the second edition of a sportscasting textbook I'm I'm finishing up. Um, I'd like to do a little bit of teaching. Uh, Believe it or not, my name does mean a little something in the Philadelphia market, so perhaps there's a promotional or marketing opportunity for me. I'd I'd have to explore that. And then just do what I said, whether it's uh, traveling with my wife and spending time with her taking up a musical instrument, uh, trying to speak a foreign language, get get better in the kitchen, just things that are totally unrelated to what I've been doing for the last, we'll call it 39 years, I, I'm, I'm open to.
0: I will tell everyone out there, and I think I mentioned it when you were on the show the last time, that he guest lectured on Zoom to my class in the fall. And to a person, they said it was the best lesson they had The entire time And so the ability of him To teach this Is going to be something that's going to be Invaluable for young people It really will be Mark
2: You're you're very kind to say that You're actually giving me chills because I am fond of There is a physicist who I it's he's not alive anymore he was more prominent in the 50s and 60s a guy by the name of richard Feynman. he's got a twitter account with like a half a million followers and basically it's his thoughts and philosophies that are tweeted out on an occasional basis and one of the things that he said which i held on to steve it's when one teaches to learn so from that aspect of it the the process of teaching gets excited because I have an opportunity to learn. A, sometimes when you just hear your own thoughts, it's like, oh well, yeah, you know what? Um, that, that makes sense. I forgot about that. Or, geez, it's not something that I actually consciously thought of, but uh, that, that's an interesting thing. And in addition to that, and you can attest to this, I'm sure, because media is converging and changing so quickly before our eyes, the kids that you teach and I teach can easily teach us because yep. their entire lives have been social media, have been digital, have been computer, have been automation, have been technology and internet. They don't know what it was like to have to wait for the next day's newspaper to see if your favorite team won. So there's plenty for us to learn uh, from the younger people as well as uh, we teaching them.
0: Well, I know it's something that I talk about with with my students, I said there are two major tests of character in anything, but including this business. How are you in the lowest of lows, and how are you in the highest of highs? Are you the same person the entire time? Mark, you've been the same person the entire time. So, I, I congratulate you on, on and on the on kind of career that many people should emulate.
2: You're very kind, and you have to do one thing for me, is have me back sure. to speak to your class.
0: Oh my goodness! Yes. Oh, that's an automatic. <laughs> that that's an automatic. We'll we'll do that uh, in the fall at some point because they're going they're going to love that.
2: Awesome. Looking forward Mark, to it.
0: Mark, thank you so much, and thank you for enriching our profession. Appreciate you very uh, much.
2: Back at you. When you see when 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 it's finally time for you, Steve, you're going to see it's uh, it's going to be a life well lived. I guarantee you.
0: Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Appreciate you, it. you. We will talk shortly about the about the fall. Great. Thank you, Mark. The outstanding Mark Zumoff.
1: You know, Steve, uh, what you what the way you closed it out was exactly what I was what I would say to him. Um, that was that was a very touching interview to me because. Mark is someone that's meant so much to me personally. I'm lucky to know him personally. He's been a big help into my young career so far. And I'll tell you that the amount of humbleness that he showed me and the willingness to help someone in his position is just continues to be thrilling for me because this was someone like many grew up watching. He was uh, he, he one of the reasons why I became a Sixers fan. And for him to have been that influence for me, and for him to share with us today, I, I was just—I was really touched by that. And I just wanted our audience to to know how much that he he mean he really does mean to young people in this business that are still working their way through a little bit, like myself.
0: He's someone who is great at what he does, has enhanced our profession, and is totally grounded with no ego. He's, a very, he's just a special guy I mean that's why it's why I wanted him to talk with my class now we got another guy like that coming up by the way on Monday too I mean Kenny's very much like that too absolutely Kenny's, Kenny is very grounded uh, but Mark special guy uh, the sixers and sixer fans enriched by that voice for 39 years. We'll take a break we will come back with more in a moment. great to have you with us today on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Taking your calls at 800 795 9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummels Wharf and online at sunburymotors.com. for Lincoln Kia Hyundai. Great new inventory fabulous, pre-owned inventory. All at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street and Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Keywords 11 and 15, Umbles Wharf, online at SunburyMotors.com. Ladies and gentlemen, the king. Hi! <laughs> hey, little bro! <laughs> How
3: you doing, man? Yeah, doing I'm getting a right. little around. 40 pounds, so.
1: Oh, good right. for you. I love it. Great. You're doing better than yeah, the Yankees a right now.
3: Cab now. That's awesome.
0: <laughs> You're
1: doing much better than the Yankees Paranamia right now, King. The beach. It was good. <laughs>
3: yeah.
0: Good. I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I that, that, that's so cool. That's great. I'm thrilled for you.
3: Well, there's so, uh, a lot going on. I, I fixed my leg, remember, the old, with the blood clot? Yeah. And my leg 14 inches at one
0: point. Yep.
3: Well, we fixed it. So. Oh,
1: good. Look at
3: that you. I just opened the floodgates. I couldn't. Uh, I mean, uh, it's it's a work in progress, but I've got to wear pumps every night, and it pumps the fluid out, and that just opened up everything. I can now move around normally again, and work it out every day, and look out, baby. You know, I used to be an aerobic teacher, Matt. You know.
1: Really? Was, uh, yes. Oh yeah,
3: I taught exercise classes for years, but I got How to about one that? Clock, it. just threw me yeah. into a <laughs> into a tailspin, but Wow. Oh, it was popular, man. I had 30, 40 people a class because oh, I was yeah. a guy. You know, oh, and yeah. it wasn't I'm I'm big. The things <laughs> you learn man, every day,
1: you know? that is so, amazing. Yeah, he uh, was. <laughs> he sure was. Uh. Yeah. So, Oh, no, it got
3: popular because it, men joined the class. So it was half men, half women. Wow. And, uh, okay. It was cool. And athletes and uh, had a couple Olympic bike bicyclists. Cool. Yeah. So Joe Dipple used to take my class.
0: Yeah. So our old he quarterback who played well, at UConn. He
3: was one of the best athletes to ever come out on field.
0: No doubt. No doubt. Yeah.
3: yeah he was was a good friend. So we ran in races together it was fun. So anyway, how's it going out there?
0: Good. Um you gonna be at work tomorrow morning or what are you gonna do?
3: I'll be at work all day. Why, you're gonna be what here?
0: T- yeah, what time are you gonna get to work?
3: What time do I get to work? Yeah. Uh between six thirty and seven.
0: Perfect. Good. I'm be, uh I'm, I'm going to be in Danbury tonight. So.
3: Oh wow! Oh. So. So you're heading out tonight. Be careful, man. There's a bad storm coming here.
0: So. Yeah, I heard. That's fine. <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> if it blows a little bit to the west, we're going to really get nailed. But right now, it looks like it's more on the eastern side, which is where I live, um, and more through Rhode Island. The Cape is going to get a dead hit, so.
0: Yeah, that's where I'm going. At, but uh, Saturday's going to be nice, so I'm going to go there on Saturday. Yeah,
3: it'll be gone by then. By the time you yeah, get yeah. there, it's tomorrow that it's going to hit, and it moves yeah. pretty quick. But we're yeah, staying in uh, Chatham in another month. I can't wait. Oh,
0: good. Yeah,
3: maybe take in a little bit of baseball. So. Yeah.
0: Oh, good. Nothing like a a good Cape game. Okay, people yeah. have been anxious to see it. The first, the first five games, opening night was in June, yeah. and in 2019, in the five games that were played, opening night in the Cape Cod League drew a total of 4,400 fans or something like that. That was fine, good.
3: Oh, well, it's now huge. after being That's a where w- they made that movie uh, with Freddie Prince Jr. and yeah. uh, Yep, Justin Timberlake's wife, I forgot yep. the name, Perfect Pitch or. Pitcher Perfect or whatever. Pitch Perfect, yeah. Yeah, but it was filmed right in Chatham.
0: Yeah. And so um, opening night for the Cape Cod League this year out of the pandemic, instead of drawing 4,400 fans for the five games, they drew 10,500 for the five games. And people were, like, just anxious to get out and watch stuff. This is like here on the 4th of July. Here on the 4th of July, the record in the ballpark – is six thousand one hundred eleven because the place seats fifty five seventy. Yeah. Okay. Seven thousand one hundred eighty three. Oh wow!
3: Yeah, it's just an awesome place. I mean, the the Cape Cod League's incredibly competitive. So. Yep. The best players ever came out of there.
1: So. Yeah, we we had our own Chickalembe Nick Dunn play a couple games up there before he went to the Cardinals organization. Yep. Exactly.
0: Wow.
3: Yeah, uh, it's the best of the best, you know. And with the draft coming up and the Red Sox are picking number 4 this year, so they're they're all excited they think they're going to get the next Pedro Martinez. But I tell you who I would draft in a blink is Al Leiter's kid.
0: Well, that Leiter's kid's the guy I want them to draft. Right? Yeah, he that's is why good, this is man. where this is where you need cooperation from an inept organization, unfortunately, for the uh Red Sox, the Pirates are drafting first. They'll take the high school shortstop or something like that, and you're like, I'm not kidding, I'm not joking. No, you're they'll right. take the high school I've,
1: shortstop. they I have legit heard years, reports about this.
0: That will take six years to develop, and Pirate fans will be like, "He's going to be great." I say, "You won't be alive."
1: And then they'll trade him anyways. It don't matter. Then they'll put him in a deal for prospects.
3: They'll trade him for a fourth round draft pick.
0: We want prospects. Right? How many <laughs> prospects pan out? I don't know. Two percent. Great. Uh,
3: I watched. I watched him pitch in the college world series.
0: He was good. And
3: at first, I'm yeah. looking at him and I'm like, "Man, I recognize him."
0: Yeah, it looks then, like. You know. Al.
3: Then the name comes on the screen, and he was awesome. I think he struck out the first seven guys he faced, and uh, and I look lighter, and I said, "Lighter." Oh my yeah. God! And then the next picture is Al Leiter and his daughter sitting in the stands, yeah. you know, uh, writing down every pitch and every situation. So I mean, he's got the pedigree, he's got the knowledge, the 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 home tutoring. He, he's got everything, and and he can flat out throw. He's up in the mid nineties. Oh. I would I would absolutely. If I was picking, he'd be my first pick, and that, I would trade to get him.
1: That Vandy oh, pitching me. staff is amazing.
0: Oh, believe me. Okay, yeah, because you know, Rocker's good too, but I'd take Lighter in a heartbeat. The Red Sox are picking fourth. They're going to need a little cooperation, but fortunately for them, the Pirates are picking first, and that's a lot of cooperation. <laughs> they won't take them.
1: <laughs> Plus, you also have Cole Township Zone and Lord's Regional Zone, uh, Thomas Schultz, who's pitching very well for Vandy. He's not ready yeah, yet for well, the draft, but he's he's off to a very good no. start.
3: Yeah, you've got to be a I thought be, Mandy gotta... was going to win it all, so that was
0: wrong. Yeah. But... I give Mississippi State credit. I think I think that's the first national championship of any kind Mississippi State's ever won. Yeah,
3: it's the in, only in one they've sport. gotten in any sport at all. That's, uh, which that's, cool. that's good. Which surprised me. I was, you know, I mean, that's top top athletic school. Uh, yeah, hey, you got to see this. There's a billboard in Connecticut, right? On the uh, I don't know if it's on Route 84. Yeah, it's in near Bristol, near the ESPN headquarters. Okay, right. And it says, highest-paid college ad- athlete plays in Connecticut. We just can't pay her yet. <laughs> Shake it up. It, it, this was before they passed the law. But it's Paige Buckner's. They're predicting she's going to get six figures. So.
0: Good for her. I mean, good for her. If they, you can make some money off to the side. Which is the way it's going to be for the vast majority of student athletes? It's going to be some money off to the side. Like take that Miami University of Miami deal, where the guy that runs the gyms down there—I mean, yeah. Matt's—I mean, you know, Matt's been a member of that gym forever, right, Matt? Uh, oh yeah. But, yeah. Well, don't brag about it.
1: I'm working but. on my six pack now too. <laughs> right.
0: So, he, so he offered the 90 scholarship players on the football team. A total of $540,000 uh, a year. Long, man. But when no. you break it down, it's $500 a month. Now, look, that's some nice spending cash. And for the vast majority of athletes, that's the way it's going to be. There's going to be some nice spending cash on the side to do it. For some of you, are there like
3: recruiting Peyton- rules? I've got a lot of questions on this. Are there recruiting rules? In other words, when your coach is recruiting, can somebody come along with the recruiting and say, if you come to our no. school, you can no. do commercials for us for two thousand no. dollars a shot. No. Will that Can't. happen?
0: Can't. Oh, of course it's going to happen from yeah. somebody. So, but each school my next has. My
3: question its- is: Florida does not have an income tax. Right. So now you're you're an 18 year old, and you got your father in in your head saying, you know, you got to play for one of the Florida schools because if they're going to pay you fifty thousand dollars on there, that's a big chunk of money that you don't sure. have to pay an in income tax. Oh, is this going to beef up the states that you know? Well, I, I just worry about that. That the rah rah image of college is going to be gone. It's going to turn There's... into a money making machine for players. There...
0: There's going to be a few that can make some significant coin. A few. The vast majority will make some money that's good spending money.
3: Did you hear what Reggie Bush said? He wants his Heisman Trophy back.
0: Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yeah. And he's
3: got a point. Because like Uh, in the state of Connecticut, they legalized marijuana. And they also said... Anybody who got arrested for marijuana over the last twenty years, your record's wiped clean. See, that's the new America, you know. If they change the rules, then right. you're now innocent. And yeah. I'm just wondering, will Reggie Bush get his Heisman back?
0: I think he will. Hey, I do, we do too. Have to take a break? I think
3: he deserves we... it back if they're gonna do this. Hey, they helped need... his mother out, you know, that's all.
0: We need to take a break though. Right? Okay. Because we are okay. a commercial right. entity, but we're a commercial <laughs> entity. <laughs> so we're going to play okay. commercials next on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Okay. <laughs> All right, time for next week's
1: headlines. King, let's get it rolling. Okay,
3: I am ready, and I am excited, and I can't believe it's here. Who will win Big Brother 23? My pick is Frenchie. The cast has an engineer, a lawyer, a sales rep, a swimwear designer, a makeup artist, a phlebotomist, a safety officer, a student, an account executive, a general contractor, a forensic scientist, a flight attendant, and a kindergarten school teacher. This is my world, and the voice third. is Shikellamy. <laughs> you can have the NBA Finals. You can have the All Star Game. I will take my Big Brother 23. Aren't you excited? <laughs> Hello.
0: Uh. Oh, is this where we're supposed? Sp- <laughs> is this where we're supposed to respond?
3: <laughs> <laughs> I love this show. I can't get enough of it. And then I get the feed, so I'll watch it all night long. So. The uncut feeds. It's just, it's just made for television. I got three months of joy. So, <laughs> who's up next? No comments.
1: <laughs> well, speaking of the All-Star game, All Star Game, I can't wait to see Shohei I'm Ohtani, and I think he's going to win Ohtani? the home run derby, and he's going to be All Star Game MVP. Otani
0: Ohtani, has already hit 32 home runs this year. He broke awesome. Hideki. Mats, Hideki Matsui's record for home most home yeah. runs in Major League Baseball by a Japanese-born player, and he's done it in half a season.
3: Uh, he is—he is saving baseball all by himself. It's amazing. So well, sort of special. he the, he's, with the Red terrific. He pretty much did what he wanted to do. Yeah. Well,
0: so. right. He exactly. is
3: saving baseball because baseball needs something special for people to tune into, and he is special. Well, and I hate the Red Sox, so that just makes my life better.
1: So. <laughs> <laughs> Righto, fellow Yankee yeah. fan.
3: Yankees doing good in the West
1: Coast. So. Yeah, they're down 3 nothing currently. It's Jordan Montgomery's no. mediocre as usual. But anyway, yeah. we'll let the Red Sox fan go next <laughs>
3: Better second half. Jacob. Matt. We're going to run away with it in the second half.
1: Yeah, we'll see.
3: <laughs> they
0: really. Suck. Jacob DeGrom will not, will not give up like, a hit in the All Star game. <laughs> Did anyone from the Yankees make the All Stars?
1: Cole, maybe? Yeah, actually, it was Garrett Cole, Aaron Judge, and Chapman.
3: She <laughs> <laughs> can't. Without oh. the sticky stuff, Chapman can't do anything. right. he sucks. Oh,
0: yeah. neither, can, neither can Cole.
3: Yeah. No, I know. You know. Now,
0: Jacob Degrom will not give up a hit in the All Star Game. Boom. I feel confident. I'm right.
3: There you go. <laughs> He'll pitch the one guy. So, I no, don't he's not baseball go. needs that guy. He's really <laughs> exciting to watch. Can you imagine the Angels and Trout is hurt? You know, Trump yeah. sitting there saying, my God, we've been beating up the whole time I've been here. And now, you know, <laughs> they make good moves. So, exciting. This is
0: this is Trout's way of load management. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I hope he comes back. He's a, he's good for baseball, too. It doesn't matter. Oh, They're oh going to miss goodness, the playoffs yes. anyway. Uh, uh,
0: yeah, I'll tell you, Trout's something else.
3: Yeah. Yeah. Little Mickey Mantle. We got to throw a Yankee plug in there, baby.
0: (laughs) (laughs) That's all we we got going for right
3: now. I'm back to watching, hoping the Red Sox lose, and that doesn't happen often enough. Not really. Uh, Red Sox are pretty good, they're a pretty complete team. Unfortunately,.
1: All right, my next there's one. there's
3: nothing like listening to a Red Sox broadcast on the radio. You can always tell if they're winning or losing with Joe Stiglione. <laughs> if they're winning, oh, he's always he <laughs> Oh, he popped it ah, up. If he's
0: losing, there's
3: a ground ball, a short, and he's out. <laughs> You're like, oh, Scott, Fransky, <laughs>
0: Scott oh. Fransky, you can't tell what the deal is until he tells you the score because... Scott, like, it's a base hit, it's a base hit. If it's a home run, it's a yeah, home run. He very just calls true. Him. Same with John Sterling. Oh, yep.
1: That's a good John announcer. St- Joe
3: Castiglione just wears his emotions in his voice. And Ah, there's a long fry, and that's going to be a home run, too. Well,
1: no offense. That's pretty <laughs> typical for all the Boston teams up there.
3: Oh, yeah. Yeah, the very Homer. Homer City. You know. They haven't won any championships not saying a it. while, so they're all miserable.
0: As are not saying it about the Penn State guy, you can say whatever you want.
3: Who <laughs> <laughs> that Jones guy?
0: Yeah. He's he still there? <laughs> yeah. And guess what? He wants his team to win every game, but you got to give credit where credit's due and the yeah, other guy does right. something right.
3: <laughs> yeah, if the other team makes a play, you got to say it's a great play. You've know? you
0: got to say they made a play.
3: Exactly. Both teams are trying to win <laughs> so anyway who's
1: next alright my next one now that the Stanley Cup has been won yet again by Tampa Bay will anybody try to throw it and catch it and or will Tom Brady and Rob Gronkowski crash the party <laughs> the, the Stanley answer, Cup yeah. already said well, I'm too heavy to and, throw and catch uh, <laughs>
0: the, the Stanley sure. Cup is 35 pounds the Stanley Cup is 35 pounds or are you going to be throwing or catching
1: but Gronk could catch it though if he wanted to. Yeah. Well, I'm going to attach
3: that map because that was one of my next ones. Will there be consequences for Tampa Bay for being 18 million over the salary cap?
1: Eh. They'll probably make some moves to fix that. I think it's not too early to say.
3: But we'll yeah. See. Well, there's a lot of. Th- I'm surprised more teams aren't mad about it. I mean, they were able to get the Russian player there. You know. And that guy is just lights out great. So uh, the other teams abided by the rules, and they didn't. So and they won the Stanley Cup again. So, Steve, I mean, what do you got? have a salary cap if teams don't have to
1: abide by it? Right.
0: The Red Sox will draft Jack Lighter because the Pirates will take a high school shortstop. <laughs> <laughs>
1: there you go. <laughs> Uh-oh. He's the best prospect
0: ever. Again. Good, you're years away, so you picked a guy that's years away. I got it.
1: <laughs> Let's get our buddy Chris Mack on speed dial to wall- wallow about that.
3: Uh, <laughs> I'm going to watch the draft just for that, <laughs> just to see who the Pirates draft. That's Marcelo Mayer is his name. If you don't
1: think you're crazy. I mean, he's Marcelo Mayer. That's the, the kids, kid. That's the is- shortstop kid's name. Marcelo
0: Mayer okay. is the shortstop. Right, and Jordan Lawler is the other high school kid. It's like between the two of them. Go ahead, do whatever you want.
3: (laughs) Jeez, why would you take a high school kid? I I don't.
0: I don't. don't Nothing
3: against high school, but I'd rather have someone who's who's played in a college World Series, you know, who's been under pressure and performed and succeeded. The South,
0: the Southeastern Conference is like double A baseball. It's the only Seriously. Power Five. It's the only Power Five conference where every school in the conference participates.
3: Yeah, it's. I mean that that's where I'm looking. I know I know you can ball it. I, you're, you're good. So I don't know. Whatever. <laughs> if the pirates don't take lighter, they don't deserve a team. So
0: we'll see. Oh yeah, I have complete confidence they'll botch it. All right. <laughs> <laughs>
1: On uh,
3: that name them. Uh, leave it alone. I'll see
0: you. To, I'll so. see you tomorrow morning.
3: I can't wait. I'll be here. Just watch Sounds the good. weather. It's going to be tough. There are. Uh, they put a warning here in South Windsor, a state of emergency. So, you know, just come swimming in.